And welcome, welcome back to the dungeons beneath King's Landing for another three-episode review rehash from yours truly as we go through Game of Thrones surging towards the July 16th premiere of Season 7. Tonight, tonight... S5E8, Hardhome, S5E9, The Dance of Dragons, and S5E10, Mother's Mercy. And hi, I'm Johnny Kobasa coming at ya, and I'm joined once again, luckily, for Game of Thrones, Sausage Hut, Superstar, and Expert. Kowski's on the Sausage Hut hotline. How you doing, Kowski? Nostrovia, Johnny. Having another great day here in the Boneyard. How about yourself? Nostrovia. I'm glad things are going well in the Boneyard because that's one of my favorite places on Earth. So glad to have you back. You've watched the three episodes in which we will talk about. And I am going Several to... times. Yes. And, and we're, we're talking... Uh, we might be talking about one of your favorite episodes here, right? Uh uh, it sure is. Yeah, Hard Home is uh, one of the best best episodes, in my opinion, um, mainly due to the strong second half of the episode where we spend the pretty much the last half hour at Hard Home. All right, well, let's start with a this is Game of Thrones Minute with Johnny Kilbosa. And now on the Sausage Hut Podcast, show, it's time for the Game of Thrones Minute or a Minute and a Half. Johnny Kilbasa and Kowski. All right, you know how we do this. It's going to go one minute or a minute and a half or two minutes, and I'm just going to kick right into... Just going to kick right into it. Let's get that bell of shame going. Shame. S5E8 hard home. Here we go. In Marine, Jorah and Tyrion stand before Khaleesi. Tyrion tells the story of how he heard of Khaleesi. Killing and politics aren't always the same thing. Tyrion does a great job interview and shanghais Jorah at the last second. Jorah's grayscale spreads with his heartbreak. Meanwhile, in King's Landing dungeons, Cersei should confess. Meanwhile, in the house of B-dubs, Arya is Lana, and she sings her greatest hits. Oysters, clams, and cockles. She gets a gift for the Thin Man. Back in the dungeon, Kyburn tells Cersei what she's up against and a way out. Meanwhile, in Winterfell, Sansa calls out Theon and Reek reveals that the burnt boys weren't Starks, oh, Brandon Rickon are alive. Those two farm boys aren't, though. <laughs> in the war room, Ramsay has a great idea. Meanwhile, Marie and Tyrion Khaleesi talk strategy over wine. Two terrible children of two terrible fathers. Khaleesi decides to keep Tyrion around and not kill him, and decides that she will break the wheel. In the fighting pits, Jorah strikes a deal with the gladiator keeper. Meanwhile, in the dungeon, Cersei slurps water from the floor. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Castle Black, Gilly solves Samuel Tolley's wounds. Ollie still doesn't understand this whole wildling thing. Meanwhile, in a boat, Jorah and Thorman reach Hardhome. The Lord of Bones ain't happy or alive after that. Ha ha. Jo John and the Elders talk. The long night is coming and the dead come with it. And oh, they're coming right now. My ancestors would spit on me if I broke bread with the crow. So did mine, but fuck them, they're dead. Ha. The ships begin to fill. Then all hell breaks loose. Wait, Valyrian steel works on white walkers? What? Run! Ladies and gentlemen, the Night's King. Shame. 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 All right. Historical well, episode, Fukowski. S5E8, hard home. We've got a couple things going on before we get to hard home, and then we get to hard home, and what the heck? Where do you want to start? 
Uh, yeah, well, I think yeah, I think the episode starts with uh, Tyrion finally meeting Daenerys. Uh, you know, she's been kind of trapped on the other half of the world for five or six seasons, and she, we finally get a little interaction with some of the other big players in the game. So Tyrion, like you said, he aced his job interview, gave pretty much uh, staying right on character for him. But you know what I was I was watching this episode, and I was just I couldn't help but notice I was like. Are her eyebrows getting darker each episode? Because like we talk, we talk about uh, all the silver-haired Targaryens or blonde-haired Targaryens or whatever, and I swear her eyebrows are like dark as night in this episode. It was just it was a little off-putting for me, but yeah, I th- it's happening. You do have a point, and I think that um, what's the girl's name that plays Khaleesi? Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. I think she is a natural. I think she has really dark brown hair. Uh, yeah, she definitely is. Uh, definitely has dark hair in real life. And even though my cosmetology experience is limited, I believe I have heard that it's very difficult to dye eyebrows and pubic hair. So I can, I, I'm <laughs> not going to bet on that, but maybe they're just saying let's keep it trimmed and see what we can get away with. But th- there is a stark, stark contrast to the blonde. It's the blondest hair on earth. And then she's got those very, very dark eyebrows to go with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right, though. Uh, Tyrion just pretty much throws Jorah under the bus, and she gives her break-the-wheel speech, which uh, they promoted pretty heavily. I, uh, a little overly dramatic for my taste, but <laughs> you know where she's going with it. Yeah, I think they were kind of leading up to that being the line of the the series or the line of the season at least. I'm going to break the wheel. I think yeah, Tyrion definitely puts himself in a great spot. He swerves support for Jorah, gives him a, gives him a little bit of props, but then then in the end he just throws him under the bus. It's like, well, you know, he's a good guy. I know he loves you, and I've never seen a man more dedicated, but. If you're going to take the Seven Kingdoms, he can't be with you, which is hilarious. As Tyrion, like, steps up. He t- steps up the stairs a little bit and then kind of just say, see you later, dude. Thanks for the ride, pretty much. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> yeah, he didn't quite work out for Jorah there, did it? No. He had and a good plan. It helped Khaleesi, but... Yeah, not much has really worked out for Jorah. Good. Yeah. I, and that have yeah, the grayscale, you know. I wonder. I wonder how much grayscale he's going to have this season. I, 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 I don't know any spoilers. I purposely not looked, but we'll see how far that that grayscale gets. Yep, yep. So then we go. We go straight from Marine down to the dungeons, where I just love, love seeing Cersei mad and and in a dungeon, and just the what's her name, the Septon. Or Septon um, Elena or something Elena Septon or, Elena or Okay Her The the, the dirty nun Yeah The big nun right. comes in And just <laughs> Oh I could just Can you just imagine First off I, I couldn't imagine Being in a cell with, with no plumbing And no food or water And then just The person that you hate More than anybody else on earth Coming in with some Water And telling you and to confess Pouring it on the ground Yeah Loved seeing here, Cersei you, Oh, you're thirsty here. Slurpsy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kyburn's a good, uh, a good. Toady. 
Uh, yeah, he's good toady for Cersei. We kind of get uh, we get a little hint here about what's going on with uh, Sir Gregor, the mountain, as he kind of says his work continues. He's yes. a little vague there, but uh, we also get a little uh, prelude with uh, a way out in her when he says there's a way out in her, uh, you know, saying she'll never confess. But a uh, couple little uh, foreshadowing there, what's to come in season or episode 10. But <clears throat> that's about it for that part of the episode, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we really, it's slurping water. And I think that's about all we get from her. I was like, well, okay, fine. We've got bigger fish to fry, right? Let's go yep. up to Winterfell. And then there's Sansa Theon so comes Sansa's, in. Uh, so Sansa's there with Theon and, uh, or Reek, I guess, and realizes finally prized out of him that uh, Bran and Rickon are still alive, as far as they know. Yeah, that was huge. He actually didn't burn them to a crisp. Did we know that, or did uh, did we already know that as the viewers? I think we yeah, did. Yeah, we knew we? it. Uh, yeah, he he had admitted it to um, <clears throat> Ramsey Snow, and uh, but I mean we kind of knew it shortly after it happened. They left you a cliffhanger there for like an episode or two, but that's right. Um, and that you know that kind of brings Sansa out of out of the, the the deep deep funk that she's in once she because she, she's essentially despondent at this point she you knows she's like I don't oh know what my the heck gosh I'm do. that just kept it just kept going on and on of her like just being horribly treated <laughs> totally and like I didn't even for a little while I didn't feel too bad about her because she was kind of bitchy in the first few seasons but after a while <laughs> I was like okay God can girl cannot catch a break no she kept getting sold out and hurt and then she goes to somebody else and they do the same thing and then she thinks and then she puts her trust in somebody and sells her out again freaking little finger yeah like oh hey we're gonna go somewhere oh where are we going oh just don't worry about it oh we're going to winterfell oh <laughs> really me. oh cool trust me trust me <laughs> and by the way i'm out so I'll, I'll see you later i have to go to king's landing uh just marry ramsey and everything will be all right <laughs> ramsey will keep an eye on ramsey will keep an eye on you <laughs> And then he goes down and sells her out. He goes down to King's Landing yeah. and sells her out after. <laughs> so that's where, I mean. It, kind of a dick. Yeah, totally. Ramsey is the, the great. But so Ramsey talks in the war room. Ram, Ramsey starts talking strategy with Roos. And Roos says, you know. Uh, yeah, what and he tells Roos that he needs, uh, he tells Roos that he needs 20 good men. He's trying to, he kind of tries to. Bruce is talking about holding down the fort, and Ramsey's like, give me 20 good men. So, uh, you know, we're seeing Bruce start to trust Ramsey a little bit more. And uh, I thought this was a little bit more about how that. Yeah, I thought this was kind of uncharacteristically smart on Ramsey's part. I mean, I didn't really take him as someone who knowing war strategy, but he kind of pulls uh, up, pulls this idea. I don't know, out of nowhere, and it's a great idea, you know. He's like, let's let. I mean, we don't know what it is yet, but it's like, dude, give me give me twenty guys. I'm gonna go up. I'm gonna sneak up there, and I'm gonna stick a dagger in their heart, basically. Yeah. So. Yeah, Ramsey, man, he's uh, he's playing the the role of heel very well about this point. He I mean, is. Just, 
He's one of the best. I, I would say he's one of the best bad guy characters of all time before it's all said and done. I mean, you hate, you hate him. And every, th uh, and every time good things happen to him, you just hate him even more. Yeah. Yeah, I hated Joffrey pretty bad, too, especially <laughs> his name. But um, <laughs> those two are neck, neck and neck. Totally. Yeah, you loved seeing him. I loved seeing him die. Everybody did. So let's stop it. We need to get to uh, we need to get to hard home. But before we get there, we we had a quick stop in the fighting pit where Jora Jora goes to the gladiator keeper after he gets kicked out again. <laughs> He's like, well, uh, what do you say, hey, gladiator dude? I don't even know what he, his name, the gladiator administrator. He's like, um, get me to get me back to that, get me back in the fighting pit so I can fight my way back to the queen and he's just like mm, okay and and jordan like he flipped him a quarter or something he flipped him a coin i wasn't really sure why he did that but it seemed pretty cool do you remember that yeah um yeah i do jora flipped him the coin or vice versa I, i'm pretty sure jora flipped him a coin huh. which is why i didn't I really understand just it bribing him hey i want back Maybe that was maybe that was the coin he gave him when they when he first bought him, something As like that. When he like, freed him or whatever, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Quick stop at Castle Black when Gilly is putting salve on Samuel Tarly's wounds and Ollie's kind of looking like I'm, I don't get this. Why why are we letting these wildlings? You know, and and you can totally relate with Ollie. Like, dude, they slaughtered everybody. Yeah, he watched the whole. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, remember a season ago when they came and slaughtered anybody that I had ever met in my life? So yeah, he's a little he's a little butthurt about that. And totally like, butthurt. Get over it already, Ollie. <laughs> yeah, and for the record, I guess to I guess Ollie was totally is a made up character for the TV show. I don't think he's in the. Oh. He's not in the books, but <laughs> a good character nonetheless. He's 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 just like walking foreshadowing throughout his yeah. his, his his whole. His whole existence is to foreshadow. <laughs> so let's go. Let's all go up to hard home. So, so we get to hard home, and uh, the Lord of Bones is just eyeing Tormund down. Like, what the hell are you doing here with this crow? And he, uh, and Tormund's having nothing of it, and just basically grabs the Lord of Bones stick and beats crap out of him. It's like north of everything else, like Canada. It'd be like living in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but they did like they, you know. I guess the journey, John, John, and John had to go from Castle Black to the to the sea, get on the boats, sail up there, you know, then get off the boats, then sail to or you know, dinghy it in to there. Yeah. And it's a great situation for everybody to be in because, like, look. I know uh, we need to talk, but we've hated you for generations. I know we've hated you too. Let's talk for a second. So they go and they, they talk it out and Thorman. I mean, I think Thorman kind of pretty much established himself as the leader of every, he kind of like the next manse in that moment there when he took out the Lord of bones, but who knows after what happened there. But so they go in, they talk. Yeah, they talk. They start talking. Um, everybody's like, I, "I hate you. I hate you too." But that's not what we're talking about. We know, you know, we've got a bigger enemy, the dead. Yeah, I like the part uh, in there where that uh, the the new girl. I think her name is um, 
oh shoot, free. Uh, the, anyway, the the hot girl that's a wildling that makes her first appearance in this episode, and she just like at the whole at the end of the thing, the the, the leader of the Fens is just kind of like, uh, screw you, I still hate you, and she looks over at Tormund and just says, I fucking hate Fens. Yeah. This is like a direct a direct quote from Tormund, like a uh, Tormund like a season earlier when the Fens came to meet up with them, he said the exact same thing. So she says that to him. And he just has this look on his face and starts nodding like, yes, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. <clears throat> yeah, that was funny. It's funny that they do this. Like, well, oh, you mean you, you, you don't like uh, people who s- purposely burn their faces up and scar their faces and they eat people? Yeah, they must be yeah. jerks. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're jerks. <laughs> So they so they talk it out and they're like, all right, everybody except the Thens are in, and it's funny that the, the giant was sitting there. Um, yeah, it, one win, one, 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 and he just looks and uh, they're like looking at for his approval, and he just looks over and says, Dormund. and then he has a great he has a great moment there with with Ed. And they, yeah. he, he grunts at him, and then the the um the caption un- underneath it says, "The fuck you looking at?" <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts because it was just like, <laughs> and somehow Ed understands. He's like, "I, I'm out. I'm sorry, buddy. Don't mean to stare." <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and then, and then here it comes, dude. Here it comes. All hell's, all hell's breaking loose. What a scene! Like this was this was really an epic scene. It's funny how they can go from low the low budget TV movie feel of something going on in Dorn to like the uh-huh. the over the top blockbuster movie scene that this was. You know. Yeah, this whole I mean, this whole scene's like thirty minutes long or or more, and uh, I mean it's just. It's just epic. It, they they stay there the whole time, which is a little atypical. Uh, they bust that move out once in a while, but I mean, we we just got walkers falling down all around them. And a little I'm a little unclear on how the well, those aren't the walkers; those are technically the whites. And uh, I'm a little unclear how they die because sometimes they'll hit them in the head with an arrow and they'll stop, but then the other time they'll just come like rolling down the mountainside and get up and go after. Them. So I'm not sure exactly how you kill the whites, but um, we do kind of learn how you another way to kill a white walker here. Yes, and I, I love how the whole thing, the, the the way that all builds up, it's great. First with the the dogs barking, and then people kind of quizit quizzedly looking, what's going on there, and then you kind of see some clouds, and then it's like, hmm, what's what's is there a storm coming in? And then like slowly, it's just like. <gasps> Ah, close the gate and everybody's running towards the gate and then silence and everybody goes quiet like what the heck and then then they're dead then they then they play for the blue team out of the blue eyed team after that and it's just yeah you know I, there, was, <clears throat> there was like a few just great moments in here and it, kind of going back to one one when one one starts going on the uh, going against the whites and he's just swinging like a telephone pole sized like tr- 
treaty or whatever it is. Yeah. Just like taking people out and then they climb on him and he just grab him and smash him to pieces. It, one, one pretty much uh, was a one man wrecking crew there for a little bit. And then when we get uh, John's battle with the white Walker and, you know, as we've seen every time anyone tries to fight a white Walker, their weapon just turns to ice and shatters. And John looks like he's on the ropes and just, throws up long claw and it holds up and uh him and the white walker just kind of look at each other for like a split second like hey what the hell happened there and then goes in for the death blow yeah that was great um and we find out that valyrian steel kills white walkers we did not know that and it's funny that i i, I mean it's almost like valyrian steel has been built up for what you know we almost didn't know why it was built up and built up yeah. through all these seasons like oh that's not just steel that's valyrian steel and it was like okay yeah. it's just a really good sword i get it but now it's like oh, it's not just a really good sword it kills white walkers too so either someone knows what they're doing with the obsidian or there's something else going on with this valyrian steel hmm. interesting but i mean in in the ending here is just such a cool visual i think when uh they finally they get out to the water and they're just kind of rowing their way out and they start to look back and then here comes the night king standing on the shores and he's just staring them down raises his arms up and the whole army of the dead wakes back wakes back up and everybody nobody's even rowing at this point they're just staring at the shore shitting their pants <laughs> yeah that was a great that was a iconic great scene and there's john snow <laughs> it's just been you know john just he just eats crap every day and just keeps getting worse for him and then he's like oh well now what am i supposed to do and it's funny that i mean i don't know if they're if they're not if they can't get in the water or if they just chose not to and the knight's king was just like oh yeah Go tell everybody what you just saw here, or yeah. you know, does yeah, water work? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine corpses are really good at swimming, but yeah, maybe. Yeah, then they're not. They don't have the uh, lung capacity for buoyancy. <laughs> well, it's probably hard to tread water with a bone as opposed to like uh, you know, full flesh covered arm. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and that was that was a great scene. It's just totally hopeless. This is I think we're in the midst of the Empire Strikes Back part of we're like right towards the end of the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. <laughs> to make a Star Wars uh, thing. I'm not I'm not sure if the analogy works out there, but and, and another great scene was when the 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 dead the whites, I guess, start just pouring over that cliff. You know, like lemmings, yeah. and they just keep going and going and yeah. going, and then they just get up and keep coming at you. That was great. That was a great scene, and so was the end. And just you just left cold and hopeless, pretty much, at the end of that. And and it's like, oh, here's the Knights King. We've caught a glimpse of him before, but now we've actually seen him. And I wonder, yeah, I wonder if he saw Jon Snow you know, work the Valyrian steel and if that made any impression on him at all, like, Oh, uh, hmm. yeah. I mean, I feel like he did cause they were standing up there at the mountaintops just kind of watching 
And when that dude got slashed, he, he I think he took notice, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, he's probably been around for a while, so I don't know what's going through his mind at that point. Yeah, I don't know either. And I don't want to go into who the Knights King might be because in, in the terms of, I think in the terms of the show, we don't have any idea. I don't think no, anybody said no. anything. I mean, I, I, I could, you could go to the wiki of ice and fire and maybe see something, but I, I don't even, I don't know. I don't even think it was, has been alluded to in the books yet, or maybe it was alluded to, but it's, you know, you haven't seen any of this stuff in the books, which I, yeah, I'm, I'm a lot glad. of theories, but who knows? Yeah. So that's anything else you want to say about this episode? I think that's a good spot to uh, transition to the dance of dragons. Would you say this is your favorite episode of them all? Uh, hard home. Yeah. Top three, um, top five. It's up there. I tell you what, I think the season finale of season six is right up there too. Those are those are probably two of the best episodes in my opinion. Don't make me choose. The last one, I, w- I will not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go right into... This is Lancel Lannister, and you're listening to the Game of Thrones Minute with Johnny Kilbasa. And now on the Mark Aram Show, podcast. it's time for the Game of Thrones Minute, minute, or minute and with half. Johnny Kilbasa. And Kowski. All right, let's do this. S5E9, the Dance of Dragons. Let's get it on. Shame. 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 On the road to Winterfell, Ramsay's boys burn Stannis supplies. Have the horses butchered for meat. Meanwhile, at Castle Black, the free folk walk on through. Alice Thorne isn't happy. You have a good halt, Jon Snow. It's going to get us all killed. Back on the road, Stannis tells Davos to split. He gives Shireen his witlands and leaves. Meanwhile, in Dorne, Jamie talks it over with Doran and sends Romeo and Juliet back to King's Landing on the condition of one stiff elbow to the jaw for Braun. Meanwhile, in Braavos, Arya's about to give the thin man poison oysters when Mace, Tyrell, and Mirren Tran show up. What? Later at the brothel, Mirren goes meat shopping. Arya sneaks, Arya sneaks in and out and delays the poisoning until tomorrow. Meanwhile in Dorne, Ilaria can swear your allegiance or die. Then Ilaria tells Jamie that we want who we want. Meanwhile, on the road to Winterfell, Stannis has some last words with Shireen. Then, I mean, damn, d- just come on, man. Damn. Meanwhile, in Marine, it's time for sport. Kalisa reluctantly claps, and the killing begins, and pesky Jorah shows up again and spears a harpy. Then harpies come from everywhere. See a Hizdar, and the harpies surround Khaleesi, and then Drogon shows up, and then Khaleesi rides him out, and that's about it here in Season 5, Episode 9. Shame. Shame. All right, Kowski, Dance of Dragons. We've just kind of moving some plate, some pieces around here. Um, some big things happen. Maybe you know, just maybe a little bit of a come down from Hard Home, but not really. I mean, there's some some huge things. But as far as pulling the plot forward, it was a kind of a no nonsense type of episode here. We we got yeah, Dorn. definitely, definitely setting the stage for the finale. Uh, we start out here and. We get to see Stannis' camp and kind of get the end result of Ramsey's 20 good men comes in in the undercover night and just starts fires and kills some people and just creates mayhem in the, in the camp. Food so gone. All their just, food gone, yeah. Well, I think they had some dead horses they could still eat a little bit oh. of. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they were <laughs> slaughter the horses for meat. Ugh. And, uh, well, I, I guess they could uh, maybe even cook a little, have a little uh, Shireen to eat here oh. after 
after Serene gets burned at the stake as a sacrifice to the Lord of Light. This was one of this was all this was also TV history too. I think um, a lot of TV history with the Game of Thrones, but it was just the worst. That was like the worst thing they could possibly. They keep just they keep coming up with worse things to do with people in the show. I think for like the first season or two, you hear about Stannis, and he just seems like kind of a not not a good person. But I think like over time, you, I kind of softened up on Stannis a little bit. He was. He was very like rough around the edges, but he was just kind of like, "Look, my brother is the king. It's my right. I'm the king now." You know, so it wasn't like he was a bad person, you know, deep down. But uh, he kind of got led astray by Melisandre, and here we pretty much, you know, <laughs> pretty much lose any rooting interest you could have ever had for Stannis at this point. Yeah, the the long slow descent. Is is finally come in in just Melisandra, who I I don't know, man. It's like that's the worst. She she's the worst. You think she she kind of she you think she's kind of I don't know if I ever thought she was good, but she always she she took Stannis for quite a ride. You know, after the whole remember back in the cave when she birthed the shadow baby that killed right um, Renly. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you go long. You go you go long stretches of time not thinking about the magical abilities of the Red Woman, but then every once in a while you just kind of come through, and it's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, this was this was awful. And honestly, I have to I have to admit that I fast forwarded it through, <laughs> fast forwarded through the burning. <laughs> I couldn't take the I couldn't take hearing the screams again. Crying. <laughs> yeah. Screaming for mommy. Yeah, and they totally yeah, that was a rough one. So. Yeah, they totally make they totally make you love Shireen more and more over the between in the last few episodes. Like, oh, she's so cute and she's well read and she's really nice and she's got her little wooden whittling that Davos gives her. Man. Yeah, and there was like that episode, like a maybe a couple of episodes prior to this where she's like kind of feeling a little like inadequate and Stannis just gives her a great speech, like, oh, you know, people told me to just let you die when I was you were a kid, and uh, but I said you are the Princess Serene of House Baratheon or whatever, and he just was like, "Hey, I don't care. Just know that I love you. You know, just what I, I, I know. I'm kind of a hard ass, but trust me, I love you." And then here we are, like a couple episodes later. So, <laughs> yeah, and and I think they did a good job. I, they did a good job of making. Stannis's appearance really change like you could tell you know when yeah. he first shows up in the north of the wall with his with his with his horsemen you know he looks great looks kingly looks royal but then by the time he gets down here he's got the beard he looks disheveled yeah he looked skinnier full, full playoff beard mode at this point totally. <laughs> he is just like <laughs> getting a little scraggly doesn't look like he's been focusing too much on his appearance he's anyway yeah He's just got that blank look on his face, like I, we got to do this. We're doing this. But yeah, so it seems to work. I mean, maybe if they would have checked the ten day forecast, they probably could have got the same result, and Shireen wouldn't have had to die. <laughs> <laughs> Stroke of luck. But then that's that's about you know. Oof. Okay, so we we'll, yeah. we find out what happens to him and in, in the next episode. Next episode. Okay. So. Yeah. So, so then we head over back to Castle Black here, where uh, John kind of shows up to the wall and 
looks up and, and you can just kind of tell the look on his face. He's like, uh, I hope these guys are going to open the door for me. Right. Right. And, uh, after a, a few tense moments, Alistair gives the, gives the command and all the, all the free folk head through castle black, which really, at which point, go ahead. Now, at which point we get your quote, uh, you know, we have a good heart. You have a good heart, John snow. It'll be the death of us, and kind of as we mentioned uh, before, that uh, anytime somebody brings out one of your great qualities, it's, it's <laughs> might be your undoing. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and really, I, did did Alistair really have to do that? I mean, what made him open that gate? Did he have some sort of honor that he was? Because he could have just said no. I mean, and started, a, you know, and tried to kill him or something. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know kind of knowing now what happens in the near future versus uh you know what he does here I, yeah i mean it seems like he could have very easily just said uh no we're not letting the wildlings through and i think about half of the guys wouldn't have argued with them and the other half you know would have but what are they going to do right out so through they go and no uh no issues there. They let everybody through, and everybody, n- none of the wildlings know what they're doing. They've probably never been south of the wall, but th- through they go, right? And without yep. a, without an in, without any without any issues, and that's where we leave them. So then we go. I think, uh, I think my favorite part of this episode, well, or one of them, was. Uh, kind of when we head back to uh, Bravos and Arya's on her mission and then she looks over and she's like, are you, are you kidding me? Fucking Marin France here? Oh, hell no. Screw the Finn man. She has only eyes for Marin Trant. And then we get another great moment here where uh, Mace Terrell goes into his beautiful singing voice, kind of back to the buffoonery that is Mace, he's trying to sing songs to the uh, the bankers at the Iron Bank of Bravos to win some favor, but they don't seem very uh, don't seem very charmed. No, and they don't drink, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, I got about ten more minutes of being nice to you before we sit down." And, and I go, "Where's my money? Where's my money? Where's my money?" Yeah, that. And, and then it, shortly, it, go ahead. Shortly after that, we uh, realized that uh, Marin Trant's a pedophile. So he's in the uh, the whorehouses and just keeps asking for younger and younger women. And Arya's in there doing a little reconnaissance mission on him, just selling her selling her seafood and keeping an eye on him from afar. Yeah, so it's it's funny that she can just stumble in framework. there. framework. Totally. Like, oh, oh, I, I thought I was in uh, Upper Deck Section 5 trying to sell these concessions. I happened to have stumbled into the brothel. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> With my fish snacks, oysters, clams, and cockles. <laughs> and yeah, m- m- uh, I Yeah, I think it's like a mussel. Mm. I believe. Cock- it's one of those, I think it's like a clam slash muscle one of those things with the shell on it with the shellfish something or uh what arthropod isn't that um what an oyster is i think it's a shelled thing with something (laughs) a snail i mean 
cephalopod? What's a clam? I, oh, <laughs> Riveting. <laughs> <laughs> Oysters, clams, and cockles. And I love that when that came out, like when that when this came out a couple years ago, people were mixing those into. There was all kinds of songs that came out like the next day with oysters, clams, and cockles. I bet. Oh, you could, really? Yeah, you could probably find still find a bunch of them on YouTube. Huh. And it was so funny, you know. And and then you go back to how much does Jock and Hagar know? Did he know this was going to happen? You know, he must have known that they were on their way, and this timing was going to happen. And because it, it was a great lesson for her, like you. Are you, you know, oh, you want to be no one? Well, does no one have a list of people they're going to kill? And what happens if if no one has Arya Stark's list of people she's going to kill? Is she going to be no one or is she going to be Arya Stark? And, of course, she was Arya Stark. And, of course, he knew that was going to happen. Did yeah, did he, he know that to. she was going to – and he probably let her sneak down to the faces. Or wait, is that is – that, that's the next next episode? Okay. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> So things are set up. Mirren Trant is a pedophile. He keeps wanting younger and younger. He must like. He must have known. Oh yeah, I get to go back to Bravos because they got this one place where I can go. And... Oh man, <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so we get, we got that there, um, and then Dorn, you know, whoopity doo da, Dorn. You yeah, guys... nothing, nothing too crazy there. Bronze freed. Uh, they're gonna head back with uh, Marcella and the other dude, whatever his name is, they're going to head back. He'll be on the small console, blah, blah, blah. Braun. Oh, yeah. Uh, t- um, Tristane. Tristane. I was calling them Romeo and Juliet because they're totally <laughs> little Romeos and Juliets. Yeah. And that, you know, okay, whoopity doo da. you're fine. I did like the elbow to the face. That was pretty funny for Braun. Yeah. Like you can leave, but there's just this one thing. Whoosh. Tristane should have done it himself though. So then we go go to the big the big fina- the big finish here. We head up to Marine, into the Coliseum for the big games. So we we've got fighting we've got the big fighting pit. I don't know, this is like the Super Bowl of fighting pits. Khaleesi's there. His dar shows up um surprisingly late. And he's yeah. all happy. He's all happy. Like, oh, yes. Oh, just well, making just sure everything's making in order. Sure things are in order. <laughs> and everybody wants him to be Sons of the Harpy. I think. You and, know, I, everybody... I mean, do we ever, do we even really know if he is or not? I mean, we kind of think he is, but we're never, although it, he gets, he gets killed here, thankfully, because his just, his hair and his face annoy me. <laughs> And I'm just glad that put somebody put a spear through him right here because I just had enough of his door. He just was a super douche as far as I'm concerned. Totally. And he didn't deserve to be married to her. Yeah. And I hated the way he talked, too. <laughs> he had this weird, undefined accent. <laughs> the great and, city of Marine. And, and it seemed like he was wearing extra makeup. I don't know if that was on purpose, but it seemed like he was all duded up for this. It looked like he had yeah. more eyeliner on than normal. But he, <laughs> yeah, I thought, I mean, personally, I thought that him getting killed put an end to the him being Sons of the Harpy. Yeah, I guess you're right. I just kind of forgot about that whole kind of plot line until I realized, oh, wait, he did get speared there. So <laughs> the, 
it didn't really work out very well for him. So, although maybe who knows, uh, you know, he was married to the queen. So yeah, they were just like, screw you too. But yeah, well, right. So the harpy attack, Mm -hmm. I guess while Jorah's, Jorah's in the middle of a fight here, isn't he? Which we still don't, uh, she still doesn't know that Jorah's back again in the pit. (laughs) He just won't go away. Like, man, take a hint, bro. I think one of the guys he fights too I, is uh, must be a water dancer because you can tell by the style that he's kind of using <laughs> that uh, Bravosi style <laughs> fighting when Jorah goes at him. <laughs> yeah, and then right up to the end, I mean that when when he throws that spear, I mean it all happens so fast you don't really get much time to think about it. But you know, there's a split second there. Where you kind of you can think that Jorah's going going for it, you know, it's like, oh, I'm gonna kill right. you. Here's my spear, and luckily he was deadly accurate and got the harpy right behind him. And Dario, Dario was kind of a jerk throughout this, leading up to yeah, this, you know. He was he was annoying me here as usual, just because as I've said <laughs> before, I new Dario annoys me. Uh, old Dario I like, but. Finally, you get a little, Dario gets a little humbled here because he's like, oh, yeah, but I'm a small man. Oh, of course, small man, small man, small man. I used to eat big guys for lunch, man. And then they pan out and the big dude is just ripping the dude's head off with a huge sword. And it's like, oh, all right. So, yeah, I do. And it I, turns I, out Dario can do a little wrong here. Yeah, that's true. And I do appreciate, uh, like I said before, I do appreciate a good beheading. And this was a great beheading. Dude with a huge sword standing straight up and just got him, got him clean, standing, and the, it goes right through. The head comes right off, and I love how the the slow headless body like just goes to his knees and then down. <laughs> it was really slow, like oh, <laughs> nice beheading, guys. Nice job. <laughs> so then all hell breaks loose again. Here come the harpies out of nowhere. Surrounded. Yep. Missande holding hands with Khaleesi, and then here comes Drogon. Who we haven't seen in quite a while, actually. Well, maybe a glimpse or two here and there, but uh, you know he's been MIA for for a while, so he just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, Tyrion and... caught a glimpse of him in uh, in Valyria a couple episodes ago, but that was it. But he comes in. And so he just starts burning the shit out of everybody in sight, which I thought was a pretty cool visual. Like, uh, we kind of talked a little bit before about the, the CGI, but, man, I I thought it came out pretty good here. And he just starts roasting Sons of the Harpy, like, left and right. And yeah. There's just a lot of people burning here, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. that was It was awesome. And I, I, want, I wonder, I mean, it looks like, I don't know if they CGI'd those people on fire, but it looks like they had a little stunt burning there in a couple shots, you know, the, of, uh-huh. the, of the dudes on fire. I don't, you know, I don't know if they still do that with, you know, the people in the fire suits and then they set them on fire and right. let them burn. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. But that, yeah, that was a great, that was a huge scene. Who knows if, it, if, if every, if that was actually a place or if it was just CGI'd all together, but Dora, it, uh, Drogon comes in, and you know he doesn't kick as much ass as he should have. I I thought. I thought he kind of 
And, and I got to give some of the harpies credit after watching all their buddies get burned. Some of them stood strong and delivered spears after all that, you know, and connected. Yeah, yeah they hit him. He definitely is not, uh, he's not bulletproof by any means. He's got some spears hanging out of him and he's, he's feeling it, but yeah, he, he, I feel like he could have, yeah, laid a little more waste even. I mean, he ripped some people, but if he would have just like did a complete 360 with his head, he could have just like cleared the whole place out. Yeah. He kind of just stood, he got there, he did some burning and then he stood there in the middle and just kind of growled for a minute why not just finish the job and kind of you could he could have stomped them you know did that old like that running running chicken stomp thing yeah that they do. <laughs> gets ready to fly <laughs> and then okay so then off then okay there she goes Khaleesi gets on fly Drogon flies out and then I, apparently that's enough for everybody else to stop killing the all the main characters yeah, I guess that does it. Like, oh, the dragon, the dragon's gone. Uh, we better get out of here. Khaleesi's gone. So, well, I guess they didn't. Their target was gone, I guess. But yeah, so uh, I guess that's where we end. Um, so we're here to the season five finale, episode ten, Mother's Mercy. Would you? Anything else you wanted to add to that episode? No, I think we're yeah. I think everything, all the pieces are in place. We're ready to we're ready to cap off season five. This is Lancel Lannister, and you're listening to the Game of Thrones Minute with Johnny Kilbossa. And now on the Mark Salsa Aram Trump Show, podcast. it's time for the Game of Thrones Minute, minute, or minute and a half. with Johnny Kilbossa and Kowski. Let's get right into the minute. Shame. Shame. That's five e ten. Shame. Mother's mercy. On the road to Winterfell, the snow melted, but half the men deserted, and Stannis' wife hung herself, and the red woman bolted onto Winterfell. Mean, meanwhile, at Castle Black, John laments his decisions, and Sam wants to go to Maester College, and off we go. Meanwhile, outside Winterfell, what's left of Stannis' army lurches toward destiny. Inside Winterfell, Sansa corkscrews away out and heads toward the Broken Tower, and the Battle of Winterfell begins, and it ends really fast, and a wounded Stannis, Stannis meets Brienne of Tarth. Go on, do your duty. Back inside, Sansa meets up with Miranda, but Theon comes in for the save, and Sansa and Theon jump for it. Meanwhile, in Bravos, Miran Trent beats the wrong girl, and Arya gets her revenge, and when, and then gets busted, sneaking back into the Hall of Faces. The face is off for no one, but Arya is still someone. And there goes her sight. Meanwhile, in Dorne, Ilaria kisses Marcella goodbye. You want a good girl, but you need the bad pussy. She knows Jamie is her father, just in time for the poison from the lipstick to take effect. See you, Marce- see you Marcella. Meanwhile, Marine, Tyrion, Dario, and Joria figure out what to do next. Missandei and Grey Worm and Tyrion will govern the city while Jorah and Dario head out to find Khaleesi. And Varys is back. The birds sing in the west, the birds sing in the east, if you know how to listen. Meanwhile, somewhere north, Khaleesi watches Drogon lick his wounds. Then the Dothraki show up. Meanwhile, in King's Landing, Cersei confesses and begs for one drop of the mother's mercy. First a haircut, then the walk of shame. Meanwhile, at Castle Black, Davos begs for men, and the red woman shows up with bad news. John looks over the bad news from Ravens, then Ollie swerves and Uncle Benjen sighting, but it's a trap, and Alistair, Ollie, and a bunch of others stab John, and the last thing we see is Jon Snow bleeding out. Shame. Shame. Okay, the big finale, S5E10, Mother's Mercy, got a lot of things that kind of just pop off 
all at once. We've been waiting for this probably all season. And it's finally, we finally get stuff. Finally, things happen. And one thing we really didn't see coming, Kowski. And, and you know, you wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, going, you know, just kind of looking this episode over. It's the season finale. We got a lot of people dying. <laughs> and <laughs> we start with Stannis here. And it looks like his little trick has worked. The snow is melting. And then he realizes he's got deserters, including his wife, who just went into the woods to hang herself. Great move on her part. Yeah. So finally, that uh, that that heart touching moment of uh, Shireen last episode has caught up with her, and even the re- even the red woman is like, I probably should get the hell out of here. This doesn't look good. Yeah, totally not looking good. All the me- the 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 horses are gone. Half the men deserted, or half the men that were left deserted. Wife hung himself, hung herself. They got nothing. They got no food. Stannis is going to Winterfell no matter what. Um, yeah, I think I'll get out of here. <laughs> mm, good luck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then we, we head over to the Battle of uh, Winterfell. And I kind of was looking, I was watching this episode, and, you know, for a few episodes here, Brienne has been, like, keeping an eye out, waiting for Sansa to, like, light a candle as, like, a signal that she's ready to be rescued. Yeah. But I kind of like, well, what exactly is... Brienne gonna do once this like candle is lit? Is she just gonna go in there and like storm the castle, or exactly how is she going to kind of resolve this situation? So I, I appreciate where her head's at, but I don't have any idea what her plan was gonna be once that thing got lit. But finally, the thing gets lit, but she is pulled away as Stannis' troops are about to storm the castle. So she just misses the candle, but I don't know what she was gonna do with that thing anyway. Yeah, I don't either. And what? why didn't she just do it? <laughs> you know? Why didn't she just do what she was going to do anyway and save Sansa yeah. anyway? Why was she? At, why did she have to wait? I don't know. I guess she needed her to, you know, not slow her down and be ready to get the hell out of there because she kind of resisted last time when they met her in the bar. Like, no, I'm not going. Get in there and start slaughtering people. And she's like, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm staying here. And how much money did, you know, it had to cost money for them to just hang out there, you know? What's, what's, how much are they spending in a day to get to stay in that room and eat? Yeah. And do all that stuff. But I, I guess we can't, I, I tend to start thinking about logistics when it comes to these certain things. And you really, <laughs> you can't do that. It's a story. I try not to. It's best if you don't. Right. I don't like to dwell on them. Uh, yeah, so the battle doesn't go very well for Stannis, and he thinks he's in line for a siege, and uh, they don't even bother wasting time. They just come out and pretty much rip Stannis to shreds. I loved, I loved that the, the faraway shot as they go, and you see half the guys just heading for the woods in, Stan, what, in, in what the teeny tiny part of Stannis' army that's left. You know, half you can yeah. see half of them are running the other way. Like we don't, I don't want any part of this. <laughs> that was a great shot. I, I didn't notice that. I'll have to take another look at that. Yeah, when you when did, when the kind of focusing on them getting engulfed more than seeing the other people being like fuck this. Oh yeah, yeah. If you go look at it again, that's one of my, it's a great shot. And, and you could you know as the 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 horses do a kind of a pincer move on the little 
the little army yeah. that Stannis has, half of well, maybe 40% of them are bolting. And then that's it. That's all they show. Like straight cut to cleaning it up in the woods, almost. Shortest battle ever, so, maybe? Yeah, it didn't seem, didn't seem like it lasted very long. Uh, and then uh, Brienne finally gets her revenge that she's been waiting for since like season two she's had stannis on her shit list so she finally uh you know stannis is a little bit cornered got some guys coming at him he's wounded and uh finally runs into brienne and she just uh gives him the death sentence but and i i, I don't know if it come we come to assume that he's dead but they don't show they don't show it off screen they death. don't uh, yeah, and, and I, that's, that's crossed my mind as well. But uh, I also feel like it, I think when she's at Castle Black and she runs into um, uh, Davos or Davos or whatever at some point, she's just like kind of says she killed him. But you never know. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> For those of you who've never seen any of these but, and you're only listening to this before you watch everything. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want to watch the show. I just want to have it spoiled for me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but that comment crossed my mind, too. I didn't really think it was that plausible, but... Um, yeah, I'll give it anyway. to her. I'll give it to her. <laughs> <laughs> so then, let's see. what uh, we We're off to Castle Black, and Sam has decided that he's going to be a meister. Is that uh, where we're at? Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, which was a great move on his part. They're just like, well, <laughs> John, um, I need to get out of here. The only girl, <laughs> and let me take the only girl that's ever paid any attention to me in my entire life with me. And he, he does make a good, he does make a good point though. It's like, look, if she stays here, she's going to die. And if I stay here, I'm going to die defending her. Um, why don't I go to college? Is what I should do anyway. I'll come back. Don't worry about it, bro. <laughs> of course I'll come yeah, back. I mean, I, I, I think there's, you know, that's kind of one of the things that's hanging out there. Is like he's going to be a meister, and he's kind of like the brainy wimp. So, you know, it seems like the implication is going to be like, oh, he's going to find something. Like, oh, he's going to figure out maybe how to make Valyrian steel, or maybe he's going to find some secrets and at the, you know, off in meister camp. But um, I, I don't know how that's going to work out logistically because it's like he hasn't even started school yet. And, um, you know, it seems like we're pretty much ready for all hell to break loose. Totally. He, need, he, need, he needs to be, he better be a quick study. Yeah. And yeah, totally. And if I was him, I would be like, there, I don't care. I'm, there's no way I'm coming back here. And hopefully he, or, or he could say, hopefully there's no, there's no night watch left by the time I get, by the, by the time I graduate. <laughs> right. <laughs> So off he goes. I mean, he, in a, a stroke of luck, he's like, oh, I'm out of here. And I'm taking the girl. <laughs> Good for them. Off you go, Sam. So uh, so then we got the, the, the Battle of Winterfell came and went. We got Sansa. And she, um, she gets confronted by Miranda with a um, sword or um, arrow drawn. And I like Miranda makes a good makes a good uh, comment about the the 
parts of her. It's like, well, you know, we really don't need all your parts. Just the, par just the parts enough to give them a couple errors, and then uh, we'll be done with you. It's like I was just imagining yeah. her sitting there with no arms and no legs and just cranking out kids. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I was actually, uh, I think I was imagining the scene where Miranda was naked because, uh, man, that girl, you know, doesn't have a really big part, but she's she hot. Pretty darn, pretty darn smoking hot for a for a minor player in the Game of Thrones. She's uh, got to see got to see a little bit of naked Miranda a couple episodes back, and uh, big fan of hers. So hated to see her go, but the boniest uh, tip in the business. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was pretty bony, and uh, she's got the arrow pointed at Sansa, and finally. Uh, Reek, or maybe now back to on his way back to being Theon, dumps her over the railing. Pearl Harbiter. <laughs> <laughs> Pearl Harbiter to win the Royal Rumble over the top battle royal. Down she goes, and it was a great, a great fall. Great, she screams, and it's like really fast. She screams a little bit, and then smack, <laughs> like ah, smack. It was a good smack. I, I appreciate the sound. It was a, it was a really nice. Uh, it was it, there was no doubt about it. It was like she ain't getting up from that one. She almost landed on her face. Didn't it didn't fall very far, but she didn't have to because she was falling fast. And see you later, yeah, Miranda. Not, yeah, she didn't get a lot of cushion on that body either. It's all bones. So we hardly knew you, Miranda, but you're probably better yeah, off dead. She's not, uh, you know, Brock Lesnar might have survived, you know, his failed shooting star press, but <laughs> due to his massive neck, <laughs> I don't think Miranda could fall fall out of bed and she might be done. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so see you, Miranda. And then, you know, it's, it's like, well, okay, so then Theon and Sansa go like twice as high up, you know? They're like, yeah. okay, they, that person just... Top of the cage. Yeah. They're like, okay, this person just died from half this distance. But we're going all the way up, and we're going to jump into the... And they didn't even have... They could have at least said, uh, had a pile of snow there or something. But, it did, you know, they, yeah, it, it just looked like snow. Very, um, it didn't seem particularly big. Like, you just kind of had to trust it. Like, oh, trust me, there's, some, there's a snow drift down there, but... It didn't visually. It didn't really look like there was a whole lot of snow down there, but maybe they just know how to take a proper bump. Maybe, and they kind of. It looked like they were kind of both falling, kind of butt first. Yeah, but I get once well, again. I think that's probably the way to do it. Lay, land flat on your back, all hit all at once. It's probably the way to go. Flat Spread back out. bump it. Yeah. Either way, we're. I don't think we. I don't think we think they're gonna die. I mean, I didn't head into the off season thinking that they were dead. No, that would have been a, that would have been a weird way for them to go out. Even yeah, they, uh, even though everybody else is freaking dying left and right. Speaking of which, okay, so we're good in Winterfell, right? We're good there. Yep. Yep. Okay, so let's go to Bravos to see Arya. Let's because that was one of my favorite parts of this episode. <laughs> Uh, finally, I think we finally get one of these moments that we've just kind of been waiting for, which is just everybody knew we had Arya had badass Arya in her, yeah, and she just 
go to town on Mirren Trot right here and just go gives him the absolute business, stuffs a rag in his mouth, stabs his eyes in him. She doesn't even have a big stabs him in the eyes. She doesn't even have like a big knife. No. It's just kinda like death by a thousand cuts and she just keeps giving it to him, stabbing, stab, 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 and then finally it's like, Oh, by the way, uh I'm already Stark, in case you're wondering why I'm doing this to you right now. You strip, then go, there goes the neck. And just the the blank look on her face as she does it was great. She yeah. was kind of like... Yeah. <sighs> she, she had no no emotion on her face whatsoever. Just ripped them. Which, it was, yeah, it was she great. She thought about cracking. She was thinking about cracking a smile, but she didn't quite. Uh, I I, lo- I loved how she she jumped on him. She went straight for one eye. That stunned him a little bit. Then she gave him two or three quick ones to the chest, and then got him down, got on top of him, and then went for the other eye and stuffed a rag in his mouth. <laughs> that's that's how you do it, I guess. You know, they, they take it. He's stunned. Now he can't see. Now he's bleeding from everywhere, and he can't talk. Good move. I mean, she went right at him. Totally deserved for that twat Mirren Trant see you Mirren Trant nice knowing you and that's uh, that's that that's pretty much the end of it there well it's the end of the brothel and then then she comes, she sneaks back into the, the the hall of faces to put the face back and and we did see we saw that face a couple episodes ago the little the young girl who came in and drank the water so good good for her oh was that her oh that's a good catch I didn't even I didn't yeah, realize that that was her hmm. And then she gets busted by Jock and Hagar, and Jockin's like, well, only death can pay for life. I'm going to kill myself because you did that, and that kind of stunned her. Then she turns around, and the other girl's now Jock and Hagar, and she's like, what the hell's going on here? And he's like, well, the, the, the faces are only for people who are no one, and if you're not no one, it's yeah. as good as poison. I'm like, oh, well. Yeah, I was, I was confused by the whole, like, wait, he's dead, he's not dead, uh... I didn't really understand exactly what was going on there, but yeah, it seemed like there was some magic. Understand? It's like I'm not dead. It's like, well, you really need to be, uh, you need to be a level 34 mage before you do something like this, uh, and you need to have a (laughs) plus three luck and plus 15 dexterity if if you're gonna go down there and put the face on. If you don't, it's gonna make you blind (laughs) until you level up enough to get your sight back. So she loses her sight. Now she's blind. Okay, so Arya's blind. Hall of Faces busted, but hey, it was worth it. I don't know. And that's yeah. all That's all for yeah. Arya. Yeah. So uh, we're down here now at uh, Dorne, and uh, the Sand Snakes are, are giving uh, Marcella quite a nice send-off. Of her and Tristane. Uh, so they're like, okay, off we go. And then Alaria kisses her with the purple lipstick. And then her um, one of the sand snakes has a great, great exchange with Braun. <laughs> you want to yeah, get the hot one? Yeah, no, the hottest one. Yeah. And you want a good girl, but you need the bad pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure Braun was just like boing. <laughs> And then they have a tender moment. Then they're on the boat. Marcella has a tender moment with Jamie. It's like, I got something to tell you. I know you're my dad. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't care. 
Good, good. Well, I kind of figured. Yeah. Yeah, seeing that I didn't look anything like Robert Baratheon. And uh, then her nose starts bleeding, and down she goes. Bittersweet. Very Juliet-like. Yeah, I don't, uh, you know, we didn't, haven't really seen much of Marcella over the last few years, so she's kind of kind of came back into the fold, which is usually not a good sign when, you, when you've been away for a few seasons and then you come back. You're, you're not usually bringing you back to be a main player, so I can't say I was really surprised or she didn't really have enough character buildup for this one to register on my, uh, <laughs> tug at my heartstrings too much. We hardly knew you. We definitely hardly knew you. <laughs> and, and thankfully, thankfully that's the end of Dorn. I don't know what's going to happen this season, but if we're going to just skip over season six, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So we're moving on then to Marine and Jora, Dario uh, decide to go look for Danny and they leave. Uh, they leave Lord Tyrion in charge. Yeah. With Masande and Grey Worm kind of uh, working the working the political strategy. So Tyrion, everything worked out for everything came up aces for Tyrion pretty much. He he got yeah, where he wanted really to go. Take long, did it? No, I guess it it really didn't. Um, he well he got on his way. He he was in a box in episode one, and he's running Marine in episode ten. And he went yeah. and went and crossed he the entire fast. continent. Yeah, and he didn't have to didn't have to go. And and then uh, great scene here with. When after all, after all the decisions are made, they go okay. Jorah and Jorah and Daria are gonna head north. Everybody else stays behind, and Tyrion's looking pensive. And then Varys comes back, which was great. I mean, he sat out almost the whole episode or almost the whole season, and then comes back right at the end. Yeah, those two work magic together. So we've got them reunited. Everybody, all all the fans are happy. Varys and Tyrion are back. Yeah, they're gonna and they're right back, and they're gonna they're gonna get the tag team straps probably in the next couple of weeks. You can see that. Oh, it's Ferris! He's back. <laughs> Terry and Ferris. I can't wait for the pay per view. So that's good, and then we're so we're done in Marine, right? Or no, no, we got. Well, I, I had enough of Marine. <laughs> what do you Marine? So then we, then we go up to see Khaleesi, who's somewhere outside of Marine. Dro- Drogon's licking his wounds. Literally, there's a scene where he's licking his wounds, which I thought was pretty funny. Khaleesi's hungry. She's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, she's not really sure what she did. It looks like Drogon was eating well, though. There was nothing but bones all over the place. I mean, I, I hopefully <laughs> hopefully Drogon barbecued something up for Khaleesi while they were there. Her her dress is all yeah, dirty. <laughs> it must have been, he must have found like a flock of turkeys because he was pretty tired by the end of that. He just was like, looks like me after Thanksgiving dinner. Flock just of ready turkeys. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the trip to fan or yeah <laughs> like i had a long day i am done yeah enough of these turkeys sorry mom i gotta <laughs> gotta rest i gotta ride this one out 
Oh, uh, yeah. So there's Khaleesi in the middle of nowhere, yada, yada, yada. Here come the Dothraki that just happened to be in the neighborhood. Or maybe they saw Drogon somewhere along the line. So she looks around, drops her ring as if, well, we know someone's going to find it. If someone drops a ring, someone's going to find it. But so there they go. Khaleesi gets struck up by the Dothraki. I don't know if she, it's like, is she still the queen of the Dothraki? Are they going to respect her title or what? We won't know until next season. So there's Khaleesi. See you next season, Khaleesi. That's where we leave her with the Dothraki. Then two big things right at the end. Let's go on down to King's Landing. Cersei's seen enough. She wishes to confess. And it's just so great that um, the dude from the world's not enough is such a, I, you just, I hate him too. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like a big hump on his back too. That just yeah. annoys me. Like stand up straight. He's like hunched over like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that grandpa hunchback going. And that wool blanket he's wearing is not, is not very form fitting. <laughs> and those dirty ass feet. <laughs> it just makes me hate him even more. <laughs> and then he's a jerk about the confession, you know. And he's sitting yeah. in his clean, his clean faith basement, whatever. So he's like, she confesses, and she confesses about Lancel Lannister, my buddy, but she doesn't confess about Jamie Lannister, which everybody knows. So he's like, and then he, she begs for one drop of the mother's mercy, which I'm surprised he gave it to her, but. Like, well, yeah, he's he's been pretty, you know, he rides a pretty hard line, but uh, you know, she finally just, uh, you know, gives him a little bit of sympathy or a little, little bit of remorse. I'm sure she's faking, but he ended up and letting her head to the red keep. So maybe that was his angle all along. He's like, okay, I'm gonna get her to walk naked through the streets one way or another. Yeah. That was an interesting scene. They filmed it in like some, uh, some like remote town in Europe, and they didn't want to really let him do it. But they had to like keep, uh, keep like couldn't film any scenes around a church or whatever that was there. And a lot of those shots are of a, a body double of hers too. Yeah, that's disappointing. But actually, it's not disappointing. So she she gets her bloody haircut from the the. I, I didn't realize that razors were uh they they made that far in technology in in game of thrones land but they pull out a straight razor and then give it to her give her the haircut and she's bleeding a little bit and she's naked and i'm i bet I'm, I'm gonna guess that the body double has a much better body than the real cersei does so i was not i was not disappointed one bit had a great body <laughs> and they did a great job of putting her head on it you know even even if you know it's fake they still nailed it you know yeah so and they get the they get the close up shots of her from the from the shoulders up and then nice big bush on her. <laughs> yeah. I'm all that. And then the she then the, the walk of shame, which is everybody's favorite. The shame bell rings and the walk of shame begins and she kinda grits her teeth and bears it and then just gets you know then the then the shouts start and then the turd throwing starts and there's two good shots of her with a nice big turd on her shoulder which about made me barf and like they always make you pay for the good nudity in game of thrones it's like okay i'm digging her walking naked oh now she's covered with shit (laughs) yeah and then at one point she looks down and her feet are just like bleeding all over the place and she looks up and she's like 
realizes she's not even close to where she's going, and she's just like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. And that scene goes on for for quite a while. Oh, yeah, they drug that one out. They drug it way out. Well, and then they kind of had to because, you know, they really did need – they did a pretty good job of emphasizing just how horrible the, the walk of shame was. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the, the bell ringing. It was just awesome. Yeah. The the shame was just very well executed as well. Totally. Great scene when she finally when, – when she gets to the Red Keep, she gets in. Kyburn throws a towel around her and shows her – big 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 daddy mountain and and when he's carrying her away she just has that look on her face like i am going to kill every last one of you and you know it's you yeah. <laughs> just pure pure hatred in her oh. from a purely evil person yeah you poke the wrong bull here i think i like that and that's about it oh wait there's one more thing Meanwhile, at Castle Black, Davos is trying to get men for Stannis when the Red Woman shows up, and she looked she looked totally disheveled and really disappointed. I think I think she was acting. By the way, I didn't I didn't buy it for a second, even though she was responsible for a lot of bad things. She was like she just shook her head when Davos asked her, um, "Is everybody dead?" And she just shook her head and like, well. I don't need to say anything. She was more worried about herself than anybody else. She was just like, uh, I might have to pay for this one because that did not go well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then, uh, then John's up in the office looking over these Raven. I'm, I'm assuming the Ravens came in and gave him all these messages about how Winterfell is not doing very well. That's what I'm assuming. I don't know if he would have gotten messages from King's Landing by then, but maybe he got that too. Maybe he was just looking over the news of everything else that happened in that episode. And then Ollie comes in with the swerve. Oh, there's room for your un- uh, news of your Uncle Benjamin. What? Wait, down here, down here. And then, oh, they pulled out the old trade. They pulled out the old trader board. <laughs> it's like, who went down to the wood shop and carved that out, the trader, and then set it all up? <laughs> <laughs> so hey, he go- bring some uh, bring some black sharpies down from the supply room when you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's a trap. John gets cornered by everybody that hates him, and one by one they stab him. And For the off. watch. For the watch. For the watch. So then- yeah, we're ending season ten with. Jon Snow bleeding out in the courtyard of Castle Black. And the blood is just flowing. Yeah. That was quite... So we don't know... We don't know... We we know that a few people are dead. We don't know if other people are dead. This was a huge episode, really. I mean, it was a great way to end the finale. I was so... I'm so glad... Was so glad that Dorne is over with. Was so glad that Stannis is, was finally over with. I was sick of that. Um, totally not expecting John to get it like that, even though, you know, it's just like, it just went from bad to worse every week for him. Um, Khaleesi just like what, you know, what, what the hell's going on here? It's like, well, we need to, we need to kill a season before Khaleesi can make it back across the water. So what are we going to do? Let's throw her, uh, throw up North. 
So she's going to begin a, a season of wasting her time, or most of a season of wasting yeah. her time. Which, like the last three seasons. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> she's been in a holding pattern since, like, season two. Totally. I wonder if it's like that in the books, too. Or or they just don't pay attention to timelines in the books, maybe. I don't know. So that's it. John might be dead. Sansa and Theon might be dead. We don't know. Um it looks like Stannis is dead. Mar- Marcella's definitely dead. Marin Trot's dead. Marin Trot's uh, dead. Stannis's wife is dead. Yeah. Barristan Selmy has been dead. Grey Worm is not dead. Whew. So off we go to see. And this was a and this was a hard wait. It was a hard wait getting from season five to season six. I mean, we had to wait a year. To get to season six and then no. Yeah, and they still kind of jerk you around at the beginning of season six too. <laughs> yeah, they they don't really quite get into some of it here. Right? Not the spoiler alert, but yeah. <laughs> so we got a lot of we got a lot, one more season to cover. Yep, Kowski. Thanks a lot, bra. I always like talking to you, and your analysis has been invaluable. It's been a great episode, and we will see you in season six. All right. Thanks for having me. Looking, uh, looking forward to having the Game of Thrones minute back soon. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Okay, and we are out.